Welcome to the St. Andrew Sunday Morning Sermon Podcast. No matter who you are, where you've been, what you believe, or whether you even believe at all, you belong here. Let us hear now these beautiful words from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 5, verses 1 through 2, and verse 9. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of this word. my shepherd who keeps me from need, sustainer of all that I am. And in your merciful love, like an eagle in spring, my youth you Bless the Lord, O my soul, let all that is within me bless your holy name. Friends, it is both an honor and a privilege to introduce you to the Dr. Kate Ott, who will be our guest preacher this morning. Dr. Ott is the Jerry and Mary Stead, which you may recognize as members of our congregation. She is the professor of Christian social ethics and the director of the Stead Center for Ethics and Values at Garrett Evangelical Theological School um, Seminary in Evanston, Illinois, which is one of our United Methodist seminaries. She is the author of three books, Sex, Tech, and Faith, first, Ethics for a Digital Age, Christian Ethics for a Digital Society, Sex and Faith, Talking to Our Kids from Birth to Adolescence, and numerous articles, reviews, and congregational studies. Dr. Ott's primary research interests are in the areas of Christian social ethics, digital technology, sexuality and gender, race and racism, professional ethics, and the moral agency of children and youth. She served previously as the professor of Christian social ethics at Drew Theological School and the deputy director at the Religious Institute. She is a graduate of the University of Wisconsin-Madison, Yale Divinity School, and Union Theological Seminary in New York. Married with two children, Dr. Ott offers wisdom and contributions far and wide to the church, the academy, organizations like the Children's Defense Fund, and will no doubt be a gift to us here today at St. Andrew. Will you join me, please, in welcoming Dr. Kate Ott. Thank you. Thank you. It is so good to be with you today. And where did our musicians go? 
Well, I hope they return. I actually have a part in the sermon for them. If not, you'll have to pretend you're in their stead doing this work. Um, So as Reverend Amy has already noted, I come to you from Garrett Evangelical Theological Seminary in Evanston, Illinois, where I am the director of the Stead Center. And I am thankful to Jerry and Mary Joy Stead online members of this congregation now for their founding and support of the center, as well as their connecting me to you here at St. Andrew. I also want to thank the children for their ministry today. I'll have to find another time to do this when they're here to hear it, but perhaps they'll watch it online. I mean, what a gift to have these biblical interpreters and theologians ministering to us today. Right? Yes. I also want to recognize that I have some um, colleagues, friends, and family here today. Um, Reverend Naomi Harris, Reverend Dr. Melanie Harris, friends and family members of mine who live here in Denver, um, and the best nephew of all, John Asante, perhaps you will meet him after church today, um, are here to support me. So thank you for coming today. So after receiving the invitation from Reverend Amy, I decided to listen to the Beatitudes sermon series as I prepared my own. I picked up a few things from those who have gone before me. First, Reverend Cho from Bread for the World gave you homework. As a seminary professor, I really should have thought of that on my own, but I... I was thrilled. So this morning, I will share with you one small new initiative from the Stead Center. Unfortunately, I don't have time to talk about everything else that we do. So your homework is to visit our website to learn more about the various ways we are seeking to enhance moral communities one conversation at a time. You will find topics like ecological justice, indigenous ways of knowing and ethical leadership, biblical interpretation in light of COVID, ethical use of AI, parenting and justice, wealth and moral luck. I'm gonna stop there or I'll take all my time just listing the resources we have for you to engage. But I do hope that you will join us in those conversations and learning. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. I've been praying with this verse and the Beatitudes for two months. The Beatitudes in Matthew have this wonderful symmetrical quality, inviting us as readers perhaps into a meditation. If you will, Join me in this short prayer. Breathe in. Blessed are the peacemakers. Breathe out. For they will be called children of God. Breathe in. Blessed are the peacemakers. Breathe out. For they will be called children of God. We've already heard this morning that peacemaker is this 
interesting Greek word that is a combination of make and peace. It, is also, it also only appears once in the Christian scriptures or New Testament. Peacemaker is an active, descriptive word. It signals something, like an ongoing process that forms habits through repeated actions. In ethics, we would describe this as moral formation. Who we ought to be and what we ought to do are mutually reinforcing. We make peace, we become peacemakers. We practice virtues, we become virtuous. Children of God. Well, the use of children of God is much more common in Scripture than peacemakers. Jesus uses this extensively to refer to both actual children by age as well as adult believers, including the disciples, positioning God as parent. With this metaphor come a host of complicated issues because the use of family metaphors inevitably brings up shortcomings, maybe even past traumas that some of us have experienced in our own families, in our experience of being children. Now, thankfully, Reverend Amy has already primed us for delving deeper into this discussion with her sermon on June 25th related to the Beatitudes about the pure of heart. Amy reminded us that Jesus often pointed to children as moral models, as examples of disruptive theological questioning, like that child who blew the dandelion at her grandfather's funeral, or those pesky children in the market approaching Jesus when the disciples wanted to shoo them away. Jesus' welcome of the children and chastisement of the disciples to be like them invites us to understand being a child of God is not some idealized vision of children, but actual children, those children surrounding Jesus. Maybe it's the child who shows his faith by sharing loaves and fish, or the child engaged with religious authorities as a preteen in the temple, Jesus himself. Or maybe it's Daniel, another young person in Scripture who we heard about this morning from the children, who bravely responds to God's call. So I think Jesus paired these two, peacemaker and children of God, because children have a way of reminding adults that moral formation is an active, creative process. It's not simply a list of unchanging rules. Peacemaking takes creativity, collaboration, and compromise. These are three things children have to do all the time, all day long. We explain it this way in the Arts of Ethics project at the Stead Center. Conversations on ethics and values, 
things like peacemaking usually start with adults. Well, we want to change that. Not because we have some simplistic vision about children as our future or childlike understandings. Not at all. We actually believe the opposite is true. Children and youth. Are there any children and youth still here, or have you all gone off with the choir? If you are here, raise your hand. Children, young people, I see you back there. Raise your hand. Excellent. You, you are not naive to the daily survival and thriving of your families, your community, and the planet. You respond and generate new possibilities. Using moral imagination requires us to be aware of the current realities around us and seek new ways of responding. Children, you, you, you. Children participate in constructing their worlds in and through relationships, first with family and then with friends, broadening out to meet new people. One of the most amazing things about children is that we have all been one. We all know some. So I wondered then, what would peace look like for a child? How would I take on the perspective of children or children of God? 25 plus years ago, the leader of the Children's Defense Fund, Marion Wright Edelman, held a rally in Washington, D.C. to encourage people everywhere to stand for children. From that speech came a book by the same title, and she ended the speech that day as she does the book with this prayer. Oh God, forgive our rich nation where small babies die of cold, quite legally. Where small children suffer from hunger, quite legally. Where toddler and school children die from guns sold, quite legally. Oh God, forgive our rich nation that lets the rich continue to get more at the expense of the poor, quite legally. That thinks security rests in missiles rather than in mothers and in bombs rather than in babies. For not giving you sufficient thanks for giving to others their daily bread. Oh God, help us to never confuse what is quite legal with what is just and right in your sight. It is a fact that adults and the social systems we support do violence to children. Blessed are the peacemakers. They will be called children of God. According to the State of America's Children's Report in 2023, children remain the poorest age group in the United States. 11 million children live in poverty, including one in seven children of color and one in five children under the age of five. 
In a one-year period, over 600,000 children in the U.S. experienced abuse. The most common reported form is sexual abuse. Overwhelmingly, abuse and neglect happens in the home. There is no demographic in the U.S. free from the experiences of child or domestic abuse. Adults and the social systems we support do violence to children. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Other children do violence to children. At least one-third of middle and high school students have reported cyberbullying, with LGBTQ youth disproportionately targeted. And only 40% of cyberbullying victims report it to their parents. Only 30% report it to a teacher. One in three, one in three young people will be in an abusive or unhealthy peer relationship experiencing sexual, physical, verbal, or emotional dating violence. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Now, numbers like these can sometimes overwhelm us and lead us to think there is no way to make peace. But we know, and you here at St. Andrew know, that we can respond locally to each of these massive issues. You have programs that respond to issues of poverty, of food insecurity, abuse and neglect, bullying, gun violence, and unhealthy relationships. But we can even start smaller with the way we respond to each other. For the youth in the room, are we quick to hit or push our sibling in an argument? For family members, do we yell at each other out of frustration? Or maybe to our friends around us, we lash out with negative comments to pressure them into following our ideas. Being a peacemaker is an ongoing moral choice. It's an active stance, not one-time kind of golden ticket to being a child of God. To be a peacemaker, to become a child of God, we must in fact recognize it's a choice, even if it is burdened or limited by our circumstances. Professor Maya Sotoro Ng of the Matsunaga Institute for Peace says, quote, if we develop personal peace, we become courageous and resilient enough to look outward, nurturing our relationships and subsequently our communities through our engagement. By coupling courage within, with passion toward another, we can solve problems by wedding curiosity with careful listening, we can deepen understanding of the other and reduce fear. Then, with a commitment to action, we can build trust. 
Any of us, all of us can do this. We start with ourselves and then move out to our intimate, to our familial relationships. Pay attention to our daily interactions, online and offline. So Torrington suggests, quote, a contemporary peace movement must bridge family, school, and community. A contemporary peace movement must bridge family, school, and community. Now, peacemaking does not imply an absence of conflict. It does, however, suggest that two or more parties work through conflicts without resorting to violence or abuse. If violence or abuse is happening, it is not the responsibility of the victim-survivor to make peace. Safety is their top priority. As peacemakers, we must cultivate what black and Korean feminist ethicists Tracy West and Christine Pei describe as spiritualities of resistance, ways of being and doing that are countercultural to violence, like providing education to all children and youth on developing healthy relationships and preventing abuse, like the summit you host here at St. Andrew or individually through conversations in the home about how being a Christian means we should be an upstander online and call out bullying. Or at a policy level, Reverend Cho a few weeks back talked about how you can join with Bread for the World to end global hunger that affects millions of children. As Sotoro Ng reminds us, Peace is not simply the absence of war, but the presence of social justice. We must start somewhere. No moral action is too small or insignificant. So back to art of ethics. At the Stead Center, we are inviting children in communities to recognize what we usually classify as small or insignificant, to talk about it as powerful. For people striving to be children of God, play, storytelling, art, music, provide the forum for our moral imagination to contribute to self-transformation and peacemaking. It's a place to cultivate spiritualities of resistance and become peacemakers. I want to share with you some of the submissions we have already received that describe the ways children, children of God, do this on a daily basis. So, Jackson, nine years old, suggests that spending time doing something you love, like playing video games or playing baseball, ensures that a part of you stays joyful each day. Charlie, six years old, cares for herself through prayer with God. And this practice also equips her to encourage those around her. Her artwork shows a cross 
as a symbol of her conversation at night with God, hearts to show how she works to lift people up around her, and a sunset to demonstrate how she values calming down and giving herself rest. Luke, nine years old, is creating a space, this is his Lego drawing, creating a space where animals feel loved and cared for. This is paramount for Luke. Pictured here is a self-filling water dish and an electronic arm for distributing food to his dog. So that should he forget, his pet is never left without. And last, Josie, age 14, drew the logo for our Art of Ethics project. She says, I almost immediately focused on the word art and then the word ethics. I drew an easel, paintbrush, pencils, paint palette, and a fruit bowl to represent the word art because those are common tools we use in our art classes. For the word ethics, I thought to draw a scale because to me, ethics relates to equity, justice, and balance. As a mixed race person wanting to be treated fairly, the ethics of the people around me matter. It all came together to become the art of ethics logo. So what already is or will be your daily practice to cultivate a spirituality of resistance? To be a peacemaker. I invite the young people of your congregation as they already have to take the lead in responding to this question. And if you choose, share your creative artistic response with us and the congregation. Breathe in. Blessed are the peacemakers. Breathe out. For you will be called children of God. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. If you'd like more information about our church or our vision to eradicate social isolation and disconnection by practicing the faithful presence of the incarnate Christ, please visit GoStAndrew.com. See you next week.